it's already 7.15, and <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll speed read, and we'll be out of here by 7.30, okay? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. So we're starting a new series. Can you even hear me? I don't know what's going on with this thing tonight. It doesn't sound right. I don't know what the deal is. I know. It's kind of it's bizarre. I can hear it through the monitors, but I can't. I don't know. I don't know if it matters. I know. This one didn't sound very... Oh, oh well. It is what it is. Um, we're starting a new series. It's Fruit of the Spirit. Okay, you guys remember that from Galatians 5? Remember when we went through Galatians 5.22? Well, the first one is love. How about that? Perfect timing, I thought, for that. When you're talking about the Advent candles, it had love on there. I was like, all right, cool. You guys just talked about the love of what Jesus had did, done for us on the cross. I was like, here we go. It's going to fall right into place. So before we get started here, please pray for me real quick, and then I'll pray for you, and then um, we'll get started. Father God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for all that you've done in our life, God. I just pray that you speak through me tonight. And I just pray that somebody here tonight, Lord, will uh, maybe get a nugget, maybe help them, Jesus, in, in their walk with you, Lord. We just thank you again for what you do. We love you, and we praise your mighty name. Amen. Okay, so I bet you can't guess what chapter we're going to do. If you were doing one on love, would you know? Anybody? Bingo. Corinthians 13. You got it. So if you want to turn to turn in your Bibles to Corinthians 13, or 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, getting ahead of myself. Okay, so Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthian church around AD 55, okay? It was a church in Corinth, and the purpose was to identify the problems that they were having in the church, because this, he founded this church on his second uh missionary tour, but it was kind of crazy. There was a lot of Gentiles that were in there, and they were kind of starting to do things that weren't all that great, and Paul was starting to get feedback saying, hey, man, that church over there is crazy. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Misfits, although it sounds like it was worse than us, if you can believe that. Right. So uh, Corinth was a major city. It was a major seaport, major trade area. It was filled with idolatry and immorality. Okay, this was a Greek area. They had all kinds of gods that they were worshiping and all this stuff, and Paul was trying to get them back on track here. It says the church was mostly made up of Gentiles. So this is kind of uh, coming off the, the heels of our chapter 12 is about the spiritual gifts. So I just want to read a little bit before we start to 13. In, uh, I didn't give you the scriptures for this. I was just kind of thinking about this. Uh, it is in 12... Just, just a couple of scriptures up. I guess 1228. It says, first are the apostles, second are the prophets, third are the teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Remember, he's talking about the we're all part of the body. Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in an unknown language? Do we have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. 
But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. Leading right into this chapter, love is the greatest. So keep this in mind, what he's talking about here. He says, in verse 1 it says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. All boils down to love. Love is the greatest. It binds everything together. So these guys, I was doing a little research, and they were talking about, like some of the prophets were thinking they were kind of cool because they could prophesy. And then you had guys that were doing healings, and they were getting all puffed up because they could heal people. So they were starting to have all this division in the church, like, hey, I'm a little more important to you because I'm a teacher. Or you might be a worship leader. Or you might be this. They weren't getting along. And Paul's like, listen, doesn't matter what you do or how successful you are. If you don't have love, you got nothing. Right. Nothing. So when you, when you see God face to face, which we'll get to that here in a second, it'll be nothing. If there's no love, there's nothing. We meet people all the time that are very successful, and it's all about them. It's I, 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 I did this, I did that. Look how successful I am. They don't love anybody. They don't even care about anybody. <laughs> did you guys see the movie uh, Machine Gun Preacher? Yeah. Do you remember the part where he went to the, to the big party they were having to raise money for his ministry, and the guy gave him a $100 check? He could have paid for all kinds of stuff. He and all of his friends could have just paid it all, but no, they didn't believe in what he was doing, so they gave him a $100 check. <laughs> We've experienced that ourselves, let's just say that. We know some people that are well-to-do. Well-to-do, they could written giant checks. That's not what we were asking for. You know when you donate, if everybody donates a little bit, we end up with a lot. And that's exactly what happened last weekend. Nothing. It was like nothing. And it just kind of showed us where they were. It was like, you guys know what we do. We love on others. We help others. This is for a good cause. And you can check it all out for yourself, but we got zero. And I felt like Machine Gun Preacher did. What a it's like the movie, let's put it that way. That's kind of how I felt for a little while. I was like, okay, I was in the flesh for a while, okay? I'm not walking in the spirit, so right now I don't love anybody, okay? If I'm honest. That's how I felt. So, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. It is come on, man. Verse 3 says, if I gave everything to the poor, even sanctified my body so I could boast about it, so you can boast about the giant check you did, right? But if you didn't have love, you got nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Verse 4. Now this, these verses here, we do a lot of these in weddings. These are some of the most popular verses for wedding. It says, love is patient and love is kind. This is God's kind of love. We're talking about agape love here. Okay, Paul's writing, uh, this is unconditional love that God gives. Not the kind of love like, I love you, man, or I love my cat, or I love my car, or my boat, or whatever. It's not that kind of love. It's agape love. Unconditional. He doesn't expect anything back. Isn't that crazy? 
We can't manufacture this kind of love only if we're following Christ. And the closer we get to Christ, then we can start loving people. And generally you can tell where people are new Christians or older Christians because most people, as you're walking a little bit, you become a little softer. Just naturally. When you get to know Jesus, you start to soften up. We've seen a lot of these tough guys come around too. They might have been tough in the old life, but now they're, they're teddy bears. That's because Jesus got a hold of them. Right? But then you see the people that are still about as rough as they were when you met them, and nothing's changed. There hasn't been any change at all. So it's like, you might want to check yourselves, bro. I mean, if you're the same that you were six months ago, something's wrong. Give Jesus a chance, like Alpha was saying. If you let him in, look out, because he's going to turn your world upside down. And it's awesome, although it's crazy going through the mess. But coming through the other side, is, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know? Jesus doesn't want to harm us. He wants to help us. And sometimes we're just afraid to step out of the way and let him do what he has in mind. We want to be in control. We fight this natural man all the time. All the scriptures are always like, you wake up today, you're going to feed the white dog, you're going to feed the black dog. And whichever one you feed is the one that's going to win. It's that simple. Evil or good, what are you going to do? Are you going to pick up your cross today or are you going to live for yourself? It's one thing to take a break, but when you just walk away and start living for yourself, then you get what you get. It says when you step out of fellowship, prepare, all hell breaking loose again, because it will. Our adversary doesn't take a break. He's just waiting for that crack in the door to get in again. He hates us. He doesn't want to see us get closer to God. That's why we're fighting this thing every single day. It's a fight. But to get this kind of love, you have to walk closer to Christ. Love is patient. Love is kind. You will be kinder to people. You will. As you grow close, closer to Christ, you will start to soften, and you will be kinder. You will be more patient. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But as you're walking in the Spirit, you will. It's a guarantee. It just, just takes that edge off. Love's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. But it sounds like a lot of us, doesn't it? <laughs> the negative part is all of us. The positive part is all of God, right? It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. Hello. <laughs> Only for a minute, Katrina and I were talking about this before because I know sometimes it gets chaotic. There's just like 20 people want to talk to you at the same time. You've got eight different conversations going on and you just want to just divide yourself and you can't. You just have to just be patient. But you can only be patient with people if you're walking in the Spirit, right? Because even when you walk in the flesh for a moment, just take a breath, get away, come back. Don't explode because words could be like a tornado. They don't last very long, but they cause mega destruction. It only takes like that, and you've wrecked everything that you've worked for trying to help somebody to show them Jesus, and you just wrecked it in a matter of a couple minutes. We have that little delay switch 
the Holy Spirit's going, wait, don't say that. Don't say it. Listen to it. Listen to it. It's the Spirit. The Spirit is in us. If you said yes to Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. And by the way, you get it as soon as you say yes. Amen. Amen. We're all on the same page on that? That's not one of those things where you get a second dose later on after you've been hanging out for a while. You know, you put 50 bucks in the plate, then you get another dose. It doesn't work that way. The Spirit's in you. You just have to let the Spirit work in you. Amen? It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Here's the character of God. He never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. Isn't that great? God's always there, and he's always there to help us. Just like we were singing about, God the Father, you're, you're my hope. You're everything to me. Verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. So all these guys that think there's something, it's going to be nothing. If you're basing everything on your success or how much of the Bible you know or anything like that and you don't have love, you got nothing. Nothing. I don't know why this thing keeps popping today. They're starting to... <laughs> Let's try, yeah. But, look at this. Love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is only partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. Our knowledge right now, the best of what we can get is only partial to what's coming. We just can't get our mind around how big this whole thing really is. When Jesus comes back, it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait. Then we'll see the whole picture. But the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. So look at this in verse 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I thought, and I reasoned as a child. So if you're a baby Christian, I wouldn't say you have the license to be your old self because you want to improve your old self. But like I said earlier, if, you're, if you've been doing this for years and you're still your old self, it's time to get out of those pampers, man. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> we reminds me of a trip we went on to Iowa. And uh, we were speaking up there, and uh, we had a spiritual burning of the pampers of this guy that was with us. It was, like, was kind of funny because it was like we did a little thing. It was like, okay, Phil, you've been doing this long enough. It's time to grow up, okay? Let's get, let's get going here. We've been playing, playing God long enough. Let's move either. either. Well, I can't say that either, but it was time to move on. It was time, you guys can do it. Yeah. It's time to move on. So. Yeah, come on, man. But when I grew up, I put away my childish things. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see with perfect clarity all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. Amen. How about that? He's talking about when he sees Jesus face to face, it's going to be perfect. We're going to see the perfectness that he is. Um, you guys have heard that song, I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. You ever really listened to it? 
I remember years ago when I first heard it, it would just give me goosebumps because I was like, I, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I see you face to face. Am I even going to be able to speak? Probably not. He's a holy God and he's a loving God, but wow. I don't know. I guess I'll know when we get there. <laughs> Three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. God is love, right? And he's given us our spiritual gifts, and we're all different, and we're all part of the body to use these gifts to strengthen our walk, to encourage each other to keep going, and also to tell the world about Jesus, about what he's done for us. Because somebody took the time to tell us. Amen. We wouldn't know if somebody had the courage to say, hey man, there's a better way to live your life. Looks like yours is not doing so well. You need some help. I know somebody that can help you. You don't even have to be a scholar to do it either. You know? Exactly. Share what you know. So let's take a look at First uh, John chapter 4. I love this. This kind of ties in with what we're talking about here. First John chapter 4. Be in verse 7. Loving one another. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Right? That's a fruit from the Spirit. It's love. It comes from God. So anyone who loves is a child of God, and he knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if you're claiming to be a Christian, there ought to be just a little bit of love in there somewhere. And when you feed your spirit, that love will come, it'll start to grow. And you'll love others. I remember when I was first saved, that was one of the first things I asked God to show me, is how to love others. I never really paid that much attention. We just had our little group of people that we ran around with, and I really didn't even know how to share love with others about Christ. I didn't know how. I was like, show me. But through his word and serving, things like that, that's where you see it. That's how you can share it. When you, For me, personally, I went to church for a while, I don't know, probably a year or so before I ever signed up for a group. I was coming every week, every week, and I finally joined a group. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But when I first stepped out to do something, that's when things started happening. When I put feet to my faith, go do something, then it seemed like it just came alive. That's when the seeds start to sprout. It was like, it's okay to take in because this is where we come to get fed, to, get, to go out there. And we know it's rough out there. But this is where we get fed and then we go. We're supposed to go. Take what you've learned and go. If you had the answer to cure cancer, would you put it in your back pocket? No. And just carry it around? And just watch people die all around you? And you had the answer. Would you tell anybody? Come on, Come on man. Everybody would, right? We don't want anybody to die. Well, we don't want anybody to die without knowing Jesus either. We can't save the world, but we can do our part. Amen? It's like a little fire. You set a fire here and you set a fire there. It only takes a spark. Start a forest fire, right? 
That's our job, to minister to others, to share. Even if it's just a little bit, be kind, be patient to one another. Forgive each other. We're not perfect people. We're not going to be perfect until the end. Amen. All right? Some of us are just jacked up and we'll probably be that way till the end. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying to do better, okay? I'm trying. At least I'm in the game, right? Everybody should be on the ball field, okay? We don't just huddle up and then go sit on the bench. We huddle up, we get a game plan, and we go out there and we kick some butt for God, amen? Like Machine Gun Preacher, he went out there and just, he did it. He saw a need and he did it. Verse 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Just like communion. Is there any other love? God sent his son for us. Think about it. Us. None of us deserve it. Right? Just like the t-shirt says, we all suck without him. Right? We're crappy people without God. Even the best of us, we're not that great. But with him, we could change the world. My mother-in-law has a saying that she says all the time, be kind to one another, make the world a better place. It's kind of simple. But if you think about it, it could make changes. This is real love. Not that we love God, but he loved us. He sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Isn't that great news? That's the best news ever, man. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to at least love each other. It's like, wow, you read it like that. It's like, what he did for us? And, and, and then the next one is just like, well, we, we ought to love each other? Our part's pretty small compared to what he did. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. I think it's probably safe to say that we all love God. Amen? Amen. So it says if we love God, we should love each other. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. He gave us the spirit, his spirit's in living in us. We have the same spirit living in us that raised him from the dead. We have that kind of power. But we probably don't use any of it, unfortunately. Maybe just a little bit to keep us on the path. But there's a lot available, guys, if we give it a chance. Give Jesus a chance. How many people prayed today? I love asking that question. Amen to about everybody in here. That's good. How many people read today? Did you read something? How many read or listened to music today? Christian music. Amen. That's great. That's what you do. That's how you continue to grow your faith. Like I said, if you take a day off, get back on it tomorrow. Don't leave that door open too long because Satan's coming for you. He's going to come back. He's going to try to derail you. 
Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they in God. We know how much God loves us, and we put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. It's all about love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. It's love, love, love. Did you know love is in the Bible over 500 times? Some translations were like 540, some were 530, but it's over 500. Must be pretty important if it's in there 500 times. And that's not even the most popular word in there either. Lord is probably number one. But it's like you think about that, when all these writers wrote about love, God was showing them love, and they're telling us to love one another. Show our love. Show that you love God by loving others. Pretty simple formula. But I think we live in such a corrupt society, it's kind of hard to love everybody, right? Bless you. <laughs> It's really hard, but God always makes a way. You know, maybe we just pray for them. That's, maybe that's how we can show love for them. We just pray for them. You know, because um, <laughs> we had a, an opportunity this week. We got to pray with a couple of people that we, we went on this. You guys know we do those um, repairs for the solar panel company. We're painting contractors, so we're doing these repairs, and we get to meet all kinds of people, which is really cool. And the first couple that we met, they were believers, strong believers. And that, that's always a high when you meet other ones. And they're as excited about God as you are. And it's not about the work. Half the time, we, we get the work done and we stand around and talk for an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It was and they're, they're telling their stories about what God's done in their life, and we get to share a little bit. But we also get to meet people who aren't saved. <laughs> the second couple we met, good people, they were young, starting a family and all that stuff, and they had lots of stuff. They were all about stuff, materialism. Which isn't bad, I'm not saying it, but that's how they lived. That's what they were chasing. They really didn't want to hear too much about God. That's not where they were. I think they used every cuss word under the planet, invented some others while we were there. It didn't offend us, because we've been that. We've been that, but they were pro-cussers, and that's just how they lived. It was okay. It was like, we told them who we are, what we did, stuff like that. I was like, you're not going to offend us. Okay? We've said it. We've done it. But there is a better way. But the only thing we could do, and we could just barely do it, is squeeze in praying for them. Because <laughs> the attention span was about that big. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're getting ready to leave. We're going to pray for you, and we're out of here. Okay? So, like, but God shows us these things, I think, sometimes just to remind us. Everybody needs to know about them. You know? Because it would be fun if all we ever met was believers. That's kind of fantasy, right? It's just great when you meet other believers and it just everybody's happy and we're all on the same playing field and all that. But I think God shows us these kind of people just to remind us there's a dying world out there. There's going to be a lot of people who don't make the cut. They're just not going to. And I feel, I feel for them. Scripture says he wants all to come to repentance. But that doesn't mean they all are. Right? 
that's the part I kind of struggle with because you know you kind of blame it on God because these people don't make it because they're good people. Well, you can't say it's their fault. That's what they chose. You know, because if, if all this media and all the negative stuff, but there's also a lot of good stuff out there. There's God signs all over. There's a church on every corner here in America. In fact, there's so many churches. If you can't find one, I'd, you must really be lost if you can't find a church or in America, I'll tell you that. But God is good. God loves us. God wants to share his love with us all the time. Even when we're lonely and stuff like that, God's right with us. God loves us through all of our struggles. He's there with us. He's working ahead of us. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it. Uh, sometimes we joke about, where are you, God, in this mess? I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't given up. I just can't seem to find you. But I know he's in control, and I know he's got my back because I trust him. I trust him. I'm not going to run off because... Like a little baby that didn't, you, I didn't get what I want. Sometimes you just have to wait and wait and wait and wait some more and wait some more. But in the end, it's going to be all worth it. All the meetings you go to, all the, all, all the services you go to, all the ministry work you do, it's all going to be worth it in the end. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I forgot where I was. Somewhere around uh, 18, I guess. Okay, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we were afraid, is the fear of punishment. Ever been there? You ever been afraid of God because you don't know what he's going to do? He's not the judge in the sky that's just going to put the whammy on you like you were taught when you were younger, step out of line, the man take you away. It's not like that. He loves you. If you don't know him, he's reaching down. Take his hand. If you don't know him, give him a chance. We have no fear. And this shows that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. If you're afraid of the punishment... We love each other because he loved us first. Now check this out at the end. It says, if anyone says, I love God, but he hates his fellow believer, that person's a liar. You look at that and you say, what? But I'm saved. I love God. I hate him, but I love God. You can't do both. That's the thing. You can't split it. it you either do or you don't. That's the thing. When you start to know God... He opens you up. He takes that edge off. Let him in. For if we don't love people, we can see how we can love God, whom we cannot see. And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> For those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Think about that. And it's more than just, I love you, man. You know? Remember the old drunk, I love you, man. <laughs> it goes way past that, right? We're supposed to have the agape love for people. Think about that. That's a pretty high standard. Agape love. We don't want anything in return. We're just showing Christ's love 
to you because it was shown to me. That's it. That's it. We will never love perfectly. Only Jesus can do that. Right? The more we become like Christ, the more love we will show to others. It's that simple. It's simple. Love others as you love yourself. Love God. Above all, love God. Love others. That's it. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. I'm out. <laughs> Do we have any closing announcements or anything? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. Um, the Christmas cards here. Let me get them here. There's a little pack of these. It says, least not forget, honor a vet. Set of six cards is $15. And all the proceeds go to the vets. Mitzi's picture's on there. Oh, yeah, it is right there. Yeah. So this is a great cause, guys. We can't forget about our veterans. Amen. Thank you for your service. You're a veteran. I know for a fact you're a veteran. I know there's a few in here. Look at that. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thank all of you. Thank all of you, vets. All right, well, I guess we'll close, and then we can uh, fellowship, hang around, do whatever we're going to do. Father God, we just thank you so much. We thank you for the love that you've given us. The agape love, God. Just, you are so amazing, God. Just teach us to love others like you love us, God. So we just thank you again, Jesus, for all that you do and all that you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.